Try Googling public lands in America. You'll find loads of maps dotted by different colors outlining types of land, private, city, county, state, federal. The colors representing public lands explodes throughout the country and absolutely covers the West, reminding residents that most of the state's land is public, owned, and managed by the federal government. The care and responsibility of a lot of these lands falls under the direction of the Bureau of Land Management, nearly 300 million acres used for recreation, animal grazing, and natural resources. These lands are used to maneuver political and economic decisions, are the locations for environmental protests, and contain some of the country's most precious artifacts. The Bureau of Land Management is a multiple-use agency. What that means is that we manage for public needs, whether it's people who are interested in recreation, whether it's people who are interested in conservation or interested in energy development. Rachel Wuin is a BLM public affairs officer in Utah's BLM office. She explains that the 1987 Federal Oil and Gas Onshore Mineral Leasing Act outlines which lands are available to be leased for oil exploration and drilling. The act allows the public to nominate parcels of land to be included in a public auction, but it usually is a representative of a company hoping to obtain a bid. When an area is nominated, a resource management plan is created. When we're developing our resource management plans or other ways that kind of provide a framework for how we manage land, we use those plans when we're developing them. We talk to the public, we talk to interested stakeholders before we even make a determination about whether a site is going to be, you know, open for leasing and energy development. Included in these plans are opportunities for public comment and the BLM conducts an environmental analysis. Not only do we do analysis when we're first developing our resource management plan, but even when we're doing an environmental analysis for a lease sale. We're looking at the specific parcels. We're uh, seeing what the um, you know, environmental concerns are going to be, whether it's concerns brought to us by the public or you know, through, through our analysis, we look at a lot of different things, you know, air quality, the impact to other natural resources. So with all these plans, stipulations, and studies, why is there consistent backlash when the BLM organizes a leasing auction for oil and gas? You know, with EcoFlight, I fly all around the world and, and recently mostly in the West, but there's a preponderance of oil and gas exploration almost within 30 minutes of any place I fly going out of uh, Colorado. This is Bruce Gordon, founder, president, and pilot for EcoFlight, a Colorado-based organization that uses small aircrafts to educate and advocate protection for lands. We are flying over the northwestern border of Canyonlands National Park. On an early Tuesday morning in August, we left Moab's small airport in order to get a bird's-eye view of the parcels of land the BLM will be auctioning off on September 11th. When I look out the right side of the plane, I see flat terrain crisscrossed with backcountry roads, and on the left, I see the Green River and Horseshoe Canyon. We fly for about 30 minutes maneuvering in and out of the boundaries of Canyonlands. There's no place like it, and we've set aside this area called Canyonlands National Park. But these parks, when you set them aside, they can't stand alone. You've got to have buffer zones. You've got to have areas which uh, you know have, have limited uh, development at best. However, the uh, people at the Bureau of Land Management, the BLM, it's their job, their task with taking care of the public. These are public lands. So how do you make a good combination of that? We do. We need oil and gas. I'm, EcoFlight's not against oil and gas, but we feel strongly it can and must be done properly. And there are certain places that it should be done. 
And Gordon is not alone. Some public land supporters believe the leasing taking place on September 11th should not happen, especially because of the location. Officials at EcoFlight say oil operations there could threaten Labyrinth Canyon, a popular place for family river trips, and Horseshoe Canyon, home to a well-known rock art panel called the Great Gallery. One of the oil and gas leases that's being uh, put up by the BLM is right near there. And so that's one of the concerns that Public Land Solutions and uh, kind of the environmental community uh, has about that is that it's so close to that, you know, amazing cultural treasure there that, uh, you know, you're going to see a big increase in, you know, truck traffic. Joining us on the flight is Moab resident Brett Suter. He owns and operates Cliff Canyons, an outdoor recreational company. If they ultimately get uh, a well site there, there's going to be uh, obviously construction that's going to have to occur there. And so the concern is just that it's, uh, you know, it's going to impact a lot of the visitors and uh, the experience that people have um, while out there. Uh, so BLM land is often used to lease oil and gas. So why are we concerned about this? particular one. Here's a way that it interrupts. I mean, here are all these different roads that are going everywhere. Here's an oil and gas pad. And just the beginning, there, you'll start to see a number of them here. But these are areas that are really special. And it's one of the few places that I fly all over the world that is, is this kind of special canyon lands and the park designation. As we land, Gordon expresses frustration with the current administration's energy dominance agenda. He says everything that has to do with the environment is rushed through the approval process without enough time for public input and scientific analysis. To better understand how the leasing process of public lands for energy works, I spoke with Kent Hoffman, Utah's Deputy State Director for BLM Lands and Minerals, and I asked him why the agency decided to include these parcels in the auction. Because of the uh, analysis that we've done, that we believe there are sufficient uh, environmental protection requirements that are in the lease terms itself and will be eventually in the conditions of approval if and when an application for permit to drill is ever received. We believe that we are able to address the concerns to the point where they are minimally impactful. The land up for lease will primarily be exploratory, meaning companies who win the bid are approved to only drill to see if there's any oil in the land worth drilling. And even then, the economy and demands for product could push the exploration project off for years or even forever. If and or when oil is discovered and the actual extraction begins, Hoffman says the area of land occupied by companies will be much smaller than the exploration area. Some of the concerns that uh, we dealt with specifically in this September case or September sale uh, was noise and light pollution or noise and light impacts, uh, water impacts, air impacts. One of the issues was tourism, just the visual thing of would like to see an unblemished landscape. When evaluating whether or not to lease public lands for exploration, Hoffman says the agency also has to consider energy companies as part of the public process. And that really is the fundamental basic uh, core of, of the Bureau of Land Management is multiple use and sustained yield. When oil is discovered and drilling begins, the royalties each company pays is 12.5 percent of its profit, half going to the state and half to the federal government, amounting to almost $1 billion each year. Reporting for Utah Public Radio in Moab, I'm Danny Hayes. Support for Loving Our Lands to Death is made possible in part by our members in the USU Quinney College of Natural Resources, where students and faculty promote the sustainability of ecosystems and the communities that depend on them. 
information at qcnr.usu.edu.